Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that in faith we wait on you. We wait on you, Lord, in all the areas and aspects of our life, everything. We wait on you for another day of life. We wait on you for the provisions that you provide for us. We wait on your coming. We pray, Lord Jesus, come, but we wait. We wait for your return. When things are done, when things are right, we wait on you. In the moment now of silence here, we recognize, we do what the Word of God says, be still and know that I am God. We recognize that everything we have is a gift from you, and we thank you for it. We come today honoring and glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ, for He alone is worthy of praise. <clears throat> Great are you and greatly to be praised. So Lord, during this time, we come to your word now. We ask that you might help us to focus our minds for a while here on these very important truths about your greatness, about your glorious perfection, about your magnificent majesty and awesomeness and power. Oh, help us, Lord, to set our mind on things above, to set our minds on you, to truly come to know you so that we might live for you in these days in which we live. So Lord, now bless the word of God as we come to it and we thank you, Lord, for this blessed time of praise and worship together. Now may Jesus be honored and glorified in our lives through what we experience together now from your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, good morning, good to see all of you, and if you have your Bibles, find your place again in the psalm we were looking at last week, Psalm 139. Psalm 139, we continue to consider together these days, uh, it's my burden as your pastor that in these days uh, that we lift our, our minds and our hearts and our thinking as best we can with all of the major distractions that swirl around us to consider how great is our God, how great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. And so once we recognize the greatness of God, we always praise God for His greatness. And we're continuing to think about God's great perfections. We who are imperfect people, we do not understand perfection, but the Word of God helps us to understand the source of all perfection, and that is God Himself and His perfection. So boys and girls, I'm always glad you're here with us, with your moms and dads, your grandparents, and so everyone find your place, Psalm 139, and let's stand together and read God's Word together. I'm going to ask us to read all these verses together in Psalm 139. This Psalm of David honors two of the great perfections of God. First, as we saw last week, God's being present in all places at all times. And secondly, what we'll look at today, God who knows all things. Psalm 139, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. 
Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain to it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will lay hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not dark to you, and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. For you formed my inward parts, you wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it well." My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were all written. The days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they would outnumber the sand." When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, men of bloodshed. For they speak against you wickedly, and your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with the utmost hatred. They have become my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So our focus today, as we saw last week, we discovered that God is present at the same time in all places with all people. But today, here is our consideration. God always knows everything about everyone's past, present, and future at the same time. Let me say it again. God always knows everything about everyone's past, present, and future at the same time. There are many places in God's Word that describe God's all-knowing his knowledge of all things. Today, our focus in this psalm is on what God knows about me, what God knows about you. And this becomes very encouraging to us. However, it also can be very convicting to us if we refuse to believe that God knows everything about us. So it will be interesting to see how you respond in your own heart and in your own mind to these truths. Did you know today that God knows you better than you know yourself. Did you know that? 
You may be one of those people here today. You're very proud and you, you, uh, you're confident that you know about yourself. You know your strengths. You know your weaknesses. You try to work off of your strengths and you try to minimize your weaknesses. And you're proud of the fact that you have a, a really strong self-awareness. But I want you to know today, as self-aware as you may think you are, God knows you better than you know yourself. Did you know that God knows everything that has happened to you? He's not shocked by anything you've done or said in the past. He knows what you're doing right now. And He knows what you will be doing, what you'll be saying, and where you'll be going until you die. He even knows the day you will die. You see, God is... Always knowing everything about everyone on the planet. Those not only who are Christians, but all people. Their past, their present, and their future. He knows it all at the same time. How great is our God? Why our God is so great that He knows all of us intimately, clearly, and all about us at the same time. Praise the Lord. So today, we'll be talking about God's knowing everything. For some of you, you've not ever thought about this. Perhaps you've never even heard a preacher preach about this. For others of you, this is a, a common thought for you. But I promise you this today. If you will listen today and understand the truth of God's Word, this will help you in your prayer life. If you recognize that God knows all things, it will help you in your prayer life. It will help you in your commitment to follow Jesus. It will help you to know God. So how do you feel when I say these words about God knowing everything about you? Are you? Does it make you a little bit fearful? Does it cause you to be a little worried? Or does it lead you to worship and to submission to God and to praise of His name? Well, how good it is, in my opinion, how good it is to know the God who knows us better than we know ourselves. Oh, how wonderful, how good it is to know the God who knows us completely. So I have several observations for you this morning that we'll, as we always do, look through this psalm together. First, we'll look at these words together from the text. Then we'll try to make some application for ourselves and then uh, decide on some things that we need to do today. That's that's the pattern of how I generally try to speak to all of you. So Psalm 139, we're going to look primarily at verses 1 through 6. Number one, God already knows everything about you. That's settled. Whether you believe it or not, whether you in your opinions and your knowledge about yourself believe this to be true, the Word of God tells us in many places, I'm just choosing one of the most famous that God already knows everything about you. He knows all about you. Number two, God knows all your movements, your routines, your schedule, your plans, and He understands your thinking. God can read your mind. God carefully examines, number three, our actions. He pays careful attention to what you are doing and where you are going and what you are saying. Number four, God knows what you will say before you say it. Before you even form the words on your tongue. 
Before you express what you're going to say today, God already knows what you're going to be saying when you leave this building today. God knows what you're going to be saying. And finally, God knew you before you were born and knows you and knows the day you will die. Well, these become very important truths for all of us if we're going to be saved and know the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, not only do we recognize that God is everywhere, as we read last week, verse 7, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? Answer, nowhere. You can't hide from God. You can't get away from Him. Listen, the God who is present is the God who knows you. And so because of His presence, He has this amazing knowledge, this perfect knowledge of all of us. Number one, let's get to it. God already knows about you. Now look at the phrases here in your Bible. You have God's past knowledge and you have God's present knowledge. And then later we'll see God's future knowledge. Notice what David says, first of all, verse one. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You have done it. Now, whether you came in here today and recognized it or not, God already has searched you. God already knows what's inside of you. God understands what's inside of you. He, he has already done that. Lord, you have known me. One of the first ways that I come to the Lord Jesus Christ is when I admit that God knows more about me than I know about myself. That's the only way I'll ever be saved that I recognize that God knows more about me than I know about myself. Oh Lord, you have searched me and you have known me. This word search, this Hebrew word for search in the Old Testament means to examine or to investigate. It's a, it's a word that describes careful examination. Some of our men in this room and women uh, do crafts and all kinds of different skills. And when they work on whatever they work on, whether it's a painting or some uh, piece of art or some kind of, of something they make, they carefully examine their work after they make it to make sure that there are no imperfections or wherever there are those kinds of imperfections, they examine that so that they can make it right. God has already examined you. He already knows, as Scripture says, we are but dust. We're frail. He already knows our weaknesses. He already knows our various uh, kinds of desires for different kinds of sin. He already has examined you. He already knows who you are. It's you and I who must come to be aware of the sinfulness that's in our life. God already knows it. And here's an amazing thing, friends. Because God knows that, He still loves us and He sent the Lord Jesus Christ to die for us. What an astounding truth. That the God who knows me would send the Lord Jesus to die for me. To be searched by God. To be searched, this intimacy of knowing who I am. Some of us search and we struggle because we want someone to know us for who we are. I assure you of this today. Our great God already knows you. He knows you and has searched you. And He knows you completely. And He has an understanding of your will, your desires, the way you're made, the way you've been put together. 
all that makes you up, God has already, God already knows everything about you. If you can start there in your spiritual life, it will help you greatly to walk with God. Number two, and by the way, let me just say this while I'm on this point. There was never a time, hear me, there was never a time when you were unknown to God, as if the Lord said, oh, I forgot about Mike. Well, there he is. No, he's always known you. Boys and girls, there's never been a time when God did not know you. There's never been a time when you have been unknown to God who knows all of us at the same time, everything about us, past, present, and future. Jeremiah 17.10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart and I test the mind. That's what God continually does by the Holy Spirit of God in our lives as Christians. He searches us. He examines us. He investigates whether we are genuine in our commitment to Him. Number two, God knows all your movements and understands your thoughts. This word, notice in verse uh, number two. You know when I sit down and when I rise up and you understand my thought from afar. First of all, God knows your daily routines. Amazing of amazing. Amazing thing that we might consider today that God would care about your routine. Now, if you've lived in Dixon for some amount of time, you know when it's best and not best to go to Walmart, don't you? If you've lived in Dixon for some amount of time, you know which traffic lights are forever long and they get longer. If you've lived in Dixon for any amount of time, you know where the traffic backups are. And like me, you found all the back roads. And I'm not telling any of you where they are because then you'll all be on it and we'll all be crowded. But you see, God cares enough about you. He knows when you brush your teeth. Yeah. God knows enough about you. He knows your secret favorite places to sit. Some of us have our own chair and nobody else better sit in our chair, our little place. He knows where you sit. He knows when you get up. He knows your routine. I've said to this church for years and years, I ask you again today. I ask you again today. What is the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? And what's the last thing you do when you go to bed? Well, you see, I hope the answer is I meet with God. I pray. I open the Word of God. And I end the day by evaluating how I've sought to live for God. Oh, look at this. God is, He is intimately acquainted with your boring routines. He is intimately acquainted with your schedule. That's how intimately God knows you. He knows your schedule and he also knows what you're thinking the entire time you're standing up or sitting down. And by the way, the Lord knows who you sit with. Did you know that? Sometimes the people we sit with, we say things we ought not to say to those we're sitting with. They don't honor God what we're saying. And God knows who you're standing with. Be careful who you sit with. Be careful who you stand with. The Lord knows you're sitting and the Lord knows you're standing. You see, God knows all about my movements. He's understanding all of them. Even if I change my routines, He knows all about it. He understands. This word means to discern. He already has discerned. He's already discerned what I'm thinking. He already knows my motivations. He knows the will inside of me and He knows my desires. Number three, 
God carefully examines your actions. Verse number 3, I'm reading from the New American Standard. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. This word to scrutinize is a word that means to winnow. It is the idea of the word is to toss it up. You know what? You may not be able to make sense out of your thinking, but God clearly understands how you think. He's sorted it all out. He's recognized all of this. He scrutinizes not only your thinking, but He scrutinizes your path, the places you go, the choices you make, the way you choose to live. He uses these words here. He's intimately acquainted with all my ways, public and private. And he understands and scrutinizes my path. He looks at me and says, this is the path Mike is on. This is the choice he's made. And we all must remember today, the choices you make in the way you live, the choices you make in your lifestyle, all have consequences. God carefully observes your choices. He carefully observes, he, he, he observes if you have a desire to sin that's greater than a desire to serve God. He discerns whether you want to sin or go your own way in selfishness or whether you want to seek to glorify and honor God. He carefully observes your choices and he knows all about your lifestyle. Psalm 90 verse 8 says, you have placed our iniquities before you. See, that's what God sees it all. It's all placed, by the way, at the same time, Every single person on the planet, God sees all of this at the same time. How great is our God? Why all of us in this room are being scrutinized. All of us in this room are being winnowed in our ways at the same time. God is doing this among us all. That's how great our God is. And number four, God knows what you say before you say it. Now this would help a lot of us who need to just keep quiet, by the way. That would be a good thing for us to talk about half as much as we talk now. I come from a family where everybody talks and nobody hears what anybody, they just, everybody talks and talks at the same time and talks loud all the time. We have a new uh, daughter-in-law that came into our family a few years ago. She used to come to the family and say, I never understood what anybody was saying because everybody was talking at the same time. Well, that's what it is. And some of us need to learn. It's better to be silent than to speak. Notice, even before there is a word on my tongue, even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You know everything I'm going to say. You know everything I'm going to say to be pleasant and honor and, and encourage somebody. You know every word I'm going to say that's been a word of gossip and slander and destruction over somebody else's life and destruction of their character. You know what I'm going to say about you. You know what I'm going to say about the things in my life to other people. You know what I'm going to talk about. You know the subjects that are going to be the most important to me. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You see, God knows all the words that we speak. And he keeps a record of them. It's not. Now I'm going to talk to you for a moment about books. And the things that are written in the books. The word of God talks about things being written in books. That uh, describe our actions and our ways. And by the way this is not because God might become forgetful. And he needs to go to the books to remember what it is. No, no. This is to remind us 
that just as carefully as God sees us and knows us, He records there is a record for accountability of everything I say and do. And it's recorded. You write down what's important. You record it. God knows what I have said and what you have said, and there is a record of it. Uh, Matthew 12, verse 36, the Lord Jesus said, I tell you. Now, when the Lord Jesus says, I tell you, we ought to all be listening. Matthew 12, 36, I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for it in the day of judgment. Whether they're in charge of the country, whether they, uh, whether they are the a mom or a dad in a family, whether it's boys and girls, whoever we are, careless words will be recorded and we will give an account. In one of the most moving passages at the very end of the Old Testament, look, Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament until Matthew. And what you discover is there's 400 years God does not send a prophet to speak any longer. There is, in, in essence, silence during that 400 years at the end of Malachi, coming to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But at the very end of the book, after Malachi has described the wickedness of God's people, he writes these very special words. In the midst of those disobedient children of God, there were some, there were a few who feared God. Malachi 3.16. Then those who feared the Lord, listen, spoke to one another. They talked. Those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And the Lord gave attention and heard what those who feared the Lord were saying to each other. Did you know the Lord's been listening to all your conversations here at church today? I hope they've all been honoring to God. I hope they've all been glorifying to God. I hope that what you've been saying to one another has been honoring to God. The Lord gave attention and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before Him for those who fear the Lord and who esteem His name. You know what's wonderful about those words written in that book? They were words from those who feared the Lord to encourage each other. They were words that tried to help each other. They were words that God gave so that they might know. Look, what's been written in the books about what you say? Finally... God knew you before you were born, and He knows when you're going to die. Look at verse 16. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days which were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. Both our past, before we were born, and our very last day. I want you to consider this and think about it. Here is something that should encourage us all. This is how great and glorious and grand God is. It reminds us of the awesomeness of the birth of children. And it reminds us of the devastation and the wickedness of sin. The sin of abortion. The reality is that though your eyes have seen my unformed substance, though many, many millions of children were aborted without a name, God knew them. Never forget that. And in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me. Yep. He knew before I was born my birthday. And He knew before I was born 
my death day. Oh, that's you too. There are some who walk around as if they're never going to die. There are some people you listen to during these times of trouble and pestilence and disease who are actually shocked that people die. Where have they been? As a man told me, I never drive by the cemetery. It's too disturbing. Oh, but my friend, you need to be disturbed. When you recognize that people die, it will change the way you live. Here we see it. What does God know? He knows my, un, my unformed substance before ever my dear mother carried me in the womb. And He knew you the same way. Understanding the detail of DNA. Understanding all of the things that would come in the frailty of my birth. And all the rest. And the bloodlines that come. And the place of my birth. All the people on this planet. Oh, mark it down here. These words are very important. You see, the eyes of the Lord is always a description of the knowledge of God in the Word of God. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were all written the days of my life that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. That's how well God knows you. You aren't an accident. You're not someone who just showed up happenstance. There are no accidents. God, God has made a place for you and you are born into this world and you have an opportunity to glorify God with your life. Job said, Job 23.10, He knows the way I take. When He has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So what do we do with all of these words? Quickly and I'll be finished. What do we do? I must bring some, some of these truths home to your heart. Let me say them quickly. Number one, God who is always present always knows. There'll never be a time when God won't know or be shocked by what's going on. Did you know God is not shocked today that there's about to be an election in the United States? Did you know that? Did you know that God is not surprised that there is a virus? Did you know that God's not shocked by the ongoing troubles that are going on in the world? The ever-present God is a God who always knows. He always knows. God knows everything. And He never forgets anything. And God's knowledge of you... Listen, please listen. Don't stop. Stay with me. God's knowledge of you is better than your knowledge of yourself. Who better to go to when you don't know what to do about yourself than to go to God who knows you best. And there is nothing more precious than God's complete knowledge of you. That's why David says in verse 17, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Oh, how wonderful and how glorious it is that we're known so well by God. God knew your birthday before your birth, and He knows your death day before your death. And since, this is the one I wanted to get to, since God knows you best, shouldn't you trust Him most? Since God knows you best, shouldn't you trust Him most? And along with that, what did the Lord tell us about praying? God knows what you need before you ask Him. You know what? If you really believe the truth that we're looking at today, it'll change the way you pray. You know how some of us pray? 
it's almost like we bring our, we say, Lord, I know you're busy with the virus and you got, I know there's an election. and I know you got a lot going on. I've written some things down here that I just thought I might bring to you to remind you. Do you pray somehow informing God as if he doesn't know? I promise you this now. If you will hear me today, if you'll just spare me, listen to me. If I already know that God knows what I need before I ask, it changes my praying. It changes the way I talk with God. I then talk to God about what He already knows. I do not talk to God as if I need to tell Him something He doesn't know. This is why the Lord drove this truth home. So how do we seek to live our life today? What do we do, my dear friends? Well, we need to ask God who knows us best to examine us. Look at the last verses of this psalm. Search me, O God. Are you willing to say today when you pray, Lord, He's already doing it, but ask Him. Search me. Search me and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. Look at my motivations. Look at my thinking. Ask God to show you your sinfulness that breaks your relationship with Him. Lord, show me. Show me what it is. Uh, see that there be no hurtful way in me. See if it's there. Reveal it to me. And then glorify and praise God for knowing all about you. Today, perhaps in your time uh, this afternoon on the Lord's Day, you should take a few minutes to just sit down quietly and say, Lord, I want to just be still and not talk and know that you know all about me. You know when sickness will come. You know when death will come. You know when my life will be in a mess. You know when the troubles will come. You know. You know. And because you know, I will trust you with all my life. That's why the last sentence in, verse, in, in Psalm 139 is this, And lead me in the everlasting way. Look, if someone knows the trail that you're... You're walking on on a hike and you're a little bit disillusioned and you're lost. Surely you'll file, follow the guide who knows the way. Surely. Surely. No one is foolish here today that you'd rather try to find your own way through these troubled times than follow the one who knows them all. That's what we must do today. And when I come to know that God knows me best, I come to rest most. On Him for His help in every way. Boys and girls, if you learn this lesson as young people, you'll be better off for it if you learn today that God knows all about you. And He cares about you and He will lead you in the right way if you will follow Him. It will change your life. And for the rest of us, we must turn from our pride. Pride is saying that I know the way rather than God knows the way. The Lord Jesus said to the churches in the book of Revelation, and with this I close, I am he who searches the mind and hearts. Did you hear that? Everybody here. While we're here in this place, while we've been together in this time, the Lord searches your mind and your heart. He knows what you're thinking about. He knows your motivations and he knows your desires. He's searching them. He's looking at them. And I will give to each one of you according to your deeds. May the Lord's word be blessed. May we hear what the Lord has to say to us today.